Chapter 7 Wishful Dreams Vanis woke up suddenly, finding himself in his own familiar bedroom. Sunlight streamed through the curtains, casting lights across the room. The TV was off. Vanis' throat felt dry. He gasped for air, quickly glancing down to see that he was wearing the tonic Thanatus had given him. Panic surged as he slowly lifted the tonic, revealing wounds from his recent fall. Frantically scanning the room, his heart pounded as he realised he was indeed back in his bedroom. Relief washed over him monetarily when he spotted the swords of the unforgotten Mary's fantasy novel on the ground, where he'd thrown it previously, amidst the clutter of his desk strewed with games. His room looked unchanged. He knew this because his mother would always slightly tidy his room when he wasn't in, a habit that usually drove him nuts. Vanis briefly considered it, if it all had been dream, but the reality of his wounds contradicted that thought. Inside his room, he heard shuffling footsteps, causing his eyes to widen and his stomach to knot. Reacting swiftly, he grabbed a black hoodie and grey jogger pants, listening intently at the door for any sign of movement. The footsteps faded, and he cautiously peeked into the hallway, confirming it was clear before darting into the bathroom. Once there, he hurried into the mirror, his mind racing. His face was heavily soiled, mud mildly scattered across it, while his tonic felt rough. His hair appeared extremely greasy, as if he scattered melted butter all over his hair. Checking his teeth reassured him that they were intact, providing some relief as they were the only parts of his body unaffected by the accident. It dawned on him that everything that transpired in the gaming world seemingly carried over to his real life, just as Elentra had warned. Valen's thoughts then shifted to Elentra, pondering over a true motive. Why did she supposedly save him? Almost leading to his demise, if not for the intervention of the mist dragon. And why did she appear in the forest? Vanna's thoughts were abruptly interrupted by a knock on a door, and Avelyn shouting, Vanna's, can I please use the toilet? Vanna's responded with a shaky voice, hastily heading to the shower and turning it on. Mom, I'm in the shower, I'll only be a minute. Vanna's quickly shed his clothes and stepped under the cascading hot water. As warmth enveloped him, his body began to relax, shedding the stress and worries of the moment. Vanna's mind fell in a serious silence, focused solely on the comforting sensation of the water and his body unwound. Exiting the shower, he noticed there was no towels. He sighed, using his hoodie to dry his hair before dressing. Making his way into the sitting area, he spotted his mom standing there. Losing a troll, he rushed over, hugged her tightly and whispered, Mom, I love you, Mom. Being her faint breath, he let go, stepped back and gazed at her with a broad smile. Aveline's expression changed, her head tilting slightly as she brushed her faded black hair aside, asking Vanus in a puzzled tone, is everything okay? Forcing his smile to fade, Vanus tempted to act normal, 
considering the fact that he just returned from another world and really faced death within a few days. Speaking at a regular pace, he asks, Can we visit father today? Avelyn paused, replying softly, Are you sure? Do you want to go now? Vanless nodded, and they both left the house to visit father at the hospital. Entering the hospital room, Vanless and Avelyn approached the far right bed, where his father lay. Even though Vanless' father appeared peaceful in his hospital gown, with faded black hair and slight stubble, he remained asleep. So much happened in the gaming world where Vanless was trying to survive. He forgot what it was like to be in the real world and felt guilty for forgetting it. That desire for a game that would distract him did exactly that. Vanis and Avon took their seats. Vanis turned to his mother, asking, Can I have a few minutes alone with father? Avelyn nodded and stood up, placed her hand on Vanis' shoulder. Of course, I'll be outside if you need me she said before leaving the room. Alone with his sleeping father, Vanis spoke softly. Father, it's Vanis. Vanis paused, waiting for a response. But the only sounds were coughs of the other patients, the hums of machines, and the whirring of fans. Vanis then spoke, his voice trembling slightly. Daz, I want to tell you that I love you and I'm very sorry about our last conversation we had. I shouldn't have rushed out the house like that. I wish, I wish we didn't have that argument. I wish I hadn't shouted back at you and told you how much I hated you because you didn't want me to see my friends. Now, I, I know that you just want to spend time with me and I'm very sorry I didn't realise it sooner. I wish we could have this conversation with you awake. But this is the best we can do now. And I'm sorry, and I love you. Vanis reached in his pocket for a parchment and a pen, his hands shaking as he wrote the note, saying, Hi, Dad. I'm sorry about our argument. I shouldn't have raised my voice. You're amazing, Father, and I love you. Vanis. Vanis folded the paper into a card shape, placed it on the table alongside the other cards from his mother, his father's friends and colourful flowers. Vanis making sure the written text that he wrote faced his father. With that, he let out a sigh of relief. Suddenly, he heard the console noise and the humming sound, feeling as though he was being pulled away. Alentra stood facing Onis. Her gaze torn through the flames of fire. Onus asked, Can you tell me anything about the boy? Alentra shook her head as she spoke. No, he doesn't trust me. He is with Sanitas. Onus shouted back, What? Then Onus paused and muttered, Not him. Why? Alentra let out a small laugh, causing Onus to rush towards her standing in front of her, staring down at her. Elentra's gaze returned to Onis, her expression stern. Her fingers behind her back were moving slightly, emitting small sparks. 
Olin stepped away from Melentra as he spoke. Talentus will only be an obstacle for Xanthus, our master. Elantris responded, her tone cold. Xanthus won't be a problem. I overheard him asking Valens to leave in the morning. He will be on his own. Onlis replied, Great, now you have an opportunity to gather more information. Elantris shouted back, I told you he doesn't trust me. Onlis laughed and then responded, Trust must be earned. Isn't that what you like to say, Elantra? Elantra glared at Olnitz. Her mouth clenched without saying a word. So that's the end of the chapter. In this chapter, it's actually in two parts. The first part, I want to get back into the main description of the story where Valis is kind of feeling guilt and he kind of got into the game because he wanted to escape. I'm a kind of person who loves teams. And in this story, the team is escapism, but also grief. Like my Sozin of Forgotten Mary's, the main team and the very big element of the story is grief. One of the main character, his decisions based on what he lost um, in the Sozin of Forgotten Mary's. In this story, it's pretty much initiated because Van Lys just wanted to escape. And by writing this chapter, I'm bringing it back to the very first chapter. Um, and kind of answering any questions you might have, like, how is Vanis affected in this game? Does he actually really die? Any injuries that he received in the game, does it actually transverse into the real world? Well, that kind of answers the question there in this part. And also the second part was obviously progressing the story from the previous chapter to this, adding Elantra and Olnis, kind of adding mystery. Yeah, so that's basically what these the chapter is about. Um, and just kind of progressing the story along. Um, I do want to have something to add here. This could interest you, especially if you're a gamer. In my website, I put in a page where I kind of give a timeline of my creative journey. Kind of showing what I was doing before I got into writing. And how I got into writing and a few other elements. I'm not going to say much, but basically, yeah, it's kind of... You might be interested to read that article on my website um, if you're a gamer. If not, and you're just curious to see what I've done pre-writing, how I got into writing, and what's my plan in the future, it's definitely something worthwhile. My website link will be in the description if anyone's curious to read that page. I also want to add that my Souls of the Unforgotten Mary's ebook is now 99 cent in Amazon. So if you're curious to see what the story is about, this is probably the opportunity where you get it for the cheapest price. I just won't read it. I want people to read my story because I do think it's a great story, especially if you're liking my writing so far. Um, like if you're liking a story, please, as usual, the best way to reach me is through my website or my newsletter. Or you can leave comments in my YouTube channel where I put this podcast that you listen to. It's actually in that YouTube channel also. I leave a link to my YouTube channel in the description just in case you want to follow that as I'll be keeping an eye on the comments there. Basically, the chapter's kind of bringing back to the first chapter a bit and maybe answering questions if you had what would happen to Valence in the real world and then progressing on next chapter. Yeah, so I definitely, again, just recommend you to look at my website, sign up to my newsletter and look on my website too see what I've been up to basically regarding my writing and creating journey. 
It might interest you, it may not. If you're interested, the link's there in the comments. Anyway, that's all I have to say, and I hope you have a good day, and thank you for listening, and I can't wait to have the next chapter published in a week. Anyway, thank you for listening, and have a good day.